The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the last day of Paid Social Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we've been doing a deep dive into one of the most effective, diverse, and fastest evolving channels in marketing, paid social. Each day this week, we've been publishing an episode that discusses what you need to know about launching, scaling, and optimizing your brand's presence using paid social. Joining us today is Soso Sazesh, who is the founder of Growth Pilots, which is a digital marketing agency that partners with high growth companies to manage their paid search and paid social marketing channels. Growth Pilots selectively partners with a limited number of clients, including Instacart, Glassdoor, and Betterment, to give time to ensure maximum content and focus on driving results through performance marketing. So far this week, we've talked about the landscape of advertising on paid social, Facebook and Instagram's dominance in the paid social space, how to focus on using LinkedIn to drive B2B results, where to reach the kids using platforms like Snapchat, and today we're going to discuss using niche social platforms like Twitter, Pinterest, Quora, and Reddit. Here's the last installment of Paid Social Week with Soso Sazesh from Growth Pilots. So, so happy Friday. Welcome back to Paid Social Week on the MarTech Podcast. Happy Friday. Glad to be back. The finish line is near, and we're talking today about basically the other bucket when it comes to performance marketing in social. One of the biggest things that stuck out to me when we started planning to record these episodes was you put Twitter in the other bucket, even though it's one of the biggest social networks in the world. Let's start off there. Why is Twitter not a primary driver for performance marketers? So this is probably the number one conversation that I have with other performance marketers in terms of head scratching. We have tried Twitter so many different times for so many different clients across every vertical you can think of. And we have never seen the platform scale or generate the type of ROI that we can get on the other channels. So as a result, it ends up getting back pocketed. And it's really interesting. And I chatted about this on one of the other episodes, but I think it's the user persona and the mindset that somebody has when they use Twitter, because there's audience overlap with all of the other platforms, no doubt about it. Twitter has, I believe, well above 100 million monthly active users. So the audience is there. You can dial in the targeting using very similar methods that you can on Facebook, which is extremely effective. 
and you can do bidding in a very similar way. But for whatever reason, getting people to click through out of their feed from within Twitter and going on to take an action and ultimately converting, making a purchase, whatever it is, we have not seen that efficacy there. So it's kind of mind boggling and I will happily be proven wrong and we will continue testing the platform. And that's the general approach that we take if we find a platform does not show great promise from our initial sampling. We'll come back and revisit it every so often. But yeah, it's kind of a mystery. I'm on the same boat. I've tested Twitter across multiple brands, mostly doing direct response. And the targeting criteria and the way that we tried to reach customers and the content, we tried all sorts of different things. And I just never was able to find the mix to make it work. And I guess there's two things that stick out to me for Twitter. One, some of the targeting criteria, while they are primarily the same as Facebook, trying to follow someone because they like a specific Twitter account, maybe that is different than the level of interest they have when they like something on Facebook. My feeling is that the targeting probably isn't as good. And for some reason, people just don't want to click off. So to me, that suggests that Twitter is a content marketing platform where you're just trying to get people to engage with your content as opposed to drive them towards a platform or through a conversion funnel. Have you tried to test any content marketing with Twitter and how did that perform? So we have done some, and again, you know, we're, we're pretty biased in performance marketing because a lot of what we do, frankly, our core focus is direct response and generating users or customers or subscribers or trials or leads or whatever the case may be. We have seen some success with content. And I fully agree with your statement that Twitter is a content platform. And if you think about what's native and what's kind of most authentic from a ad creative and copy standpoint within Twitter, it's going to be something that looks similar to what you're already reading in your feed. So I think when you introduce content, which people are doing that organically on Twitter, you tend to see better reception to that. But then what it comes down to is, what does that funnel look like? Just because somebody's clicking through the content, are they going to take that next step? And can you actually measure that and attribute it back to those campaigns and dollars that you spent on Twitter? And I think a lot of times the answer to that is no. So I think that's kind of where things break. So I fully agree with you. It's a content platform. You touched on something interesting too with the targeting and the way that optimization works. I think that's also spot on because if you think about Facebook, where the Facebook pixel is pervasive on pretty much every website and Facebook knows who's transacting, who's not, that obviously feeds the vast majority of targeting and the way that Facebook does ad delivery. And when you look at Twitter, that pixel is not as pervasive and it doesn't really need to be. There's fewer benefits to doing so. So I think that data integrity or just lack of data from a conversion standpoint, when we're looking at down funnel events, you don't tend to get that same feedback loop. So I think the Twitter algorithm does not factor that in. That's a really good point that you brought up. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? 
Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Thank you. Glad to know I know a little something about performance marketing, having been a marketer for 15 or so years. <laughs> something rubbed off somewhere along the way. That said, let's talk about some of the platforms that I don't have a ton of experience with. How about what's your take on platforms like Pinterest, Quora, some of these other niche platforms? Do you see good results or what are some of the other platforms that are a little smaller and still developing that you are testing? Pinterest is an interesting one because Pinterest has been around for so long and it has such a huge audience. We were very, very early to testing the Pinterest platform. We worked with one of their early API partners and we thought Pinterest was going to take off and become the next version of Google Shopping, this hybrid between Google Shopping and Facebook. And it's interesting because I don't think that's quite panned out in terms of the two things that it comes down to. Does the performance back out from an ROI standpoint and is the scale there? So I see Pinterest as being this somewhat of a hodgepodge of targeting options in terms of grabbing the best targeting capabilities from the other platforms, looking at search, looking at social, looking at display. And that's really what you get when you look at Pinterest. And I think that's the right move because ultimately they have this huge audience and they're trying to figure out how to monetize it. So it seems a little bit like they're throwing everything at the wall and seeing what's sticking. And it is frankly a very underrepresented platform in terms of our clients and the channels that we manage. It falls into that bucket of channels that we occasionally will try and test, but generally we don't see the ROI backing out or the scale is too small to give it too much attention. The interesting thing to me about Pinterest is that it skews very female and it seems like it is an e-commerce platform. So to me, there's only a certain type of product that really makes sense there. I don't get the sense that it's a great content platform. So if you're trying to sell a physical product, Pinterest might make a lot of sense, but it also is a social network primarily for the ladies. Yeah. And I think the maker movement and the creator movement, that's really where we've seen the most success there. So I think that's pretty on target. If you think about advertising 101 or the basics, and we've chatted about this probably in every episode thus far, if the target user and the targeting on the ad platform and the creative and the end product experience lines up, that's when you get this kind of magical formula for ROI. And if you think about Pinterest, exactly as you've described, it skews heavily female. A lot of what happens is organization design focused, event planning focused, so things that involve products and brands that are very closely intertwined with that it becomes off very authentic. And that's where we've seen the best success on Pinterest. Okay. You mentioned Quora as another niche social network. I actually didn't realize they had an ad platform. I thought Quora was just a pure content play. Talk to me about how you've used Quora as an advertisement platform. 
So Quora was another one we were really excited about early on, did a lot of testing there. And I think that ad platform has just continuously evolved. And I've been really impressed with the ad platform horsepower that Quora has brought to the table. It has a lot of what looks like Facebook advertising DNA within the platform. And again, it's just such a unique content hub. If you think about the people that are going to Quora, what they're looking for, I think you have a couple of different buckets of people. You have people who are trying to solve very specific problems that are intent-based. Think about when you've been looking for trying to solve a problem, whether it's around software or something else. Quora is often one of the top results in Google. So you get this transitive intent that comes from somebody searching to solve a problem. So that's a very real advertising opportunity, the ability to capture that intent on the platform. So that's bucket one. Then you have bucket two is just these people who are on Quora who are genuinely interested in just kind of browsing and consuming, whether for entertainment or knowledge purposes, you just go down these Quora rabbit holes. And I'm guilty of this too. There's been times when I'm just browsing Quora and all of a sudden it's like two hours later and now I'm an expert on what all of these different people have to say around these various topics. That's pretty fascinating too. Now I think the opportunity in terms of direct response obviously is the former where you have someone who has pretty clear intent, who's looking for research or you know the best vendors for something or whatever the case may be. And I think a lot of times that does tend to come down to things that are solutions that are problem solving. E-commerce is not going to do well on Quora. But if you think about something that solves a problem, whether that's what's the best web analytics tool or email service provider, when you think about these very specific challenges and solutions, I think that's where you see the best success on Quora. So obviously very heavy B2B as a result of that. And I think there's a really interesting opportunity there. And I know that they've been beefing up the ad platform and hiring more people over there. I'm pretty bullish on Quora, to be honest. I think if you look at these three niche, or let's call them emerging or underutilized or what have you between Twitter, Pinterest, and Quora, I would bet on Quora in terms of unlocking the most advertiser value. Talk to me about the targeting criteria and what are you seeing in terms of the average cost for a campaign? Are you seeing Quora being effective from a cost perspective? And my guess is that the problem here is going to be scale. That's exactly right. I mean, if you think about the types of content and how universally applicable it is, it's pretty low in terms of the amount of scale. So we definitely have seen ROI there, but again, the scale is the biggest limiting factor. And the targeting options have actually continued to get better and better. And now I think Quora is opening up to when they first came out, when the advertising platform was first launched, you really couldn't get to that deeper level of context. Things were very much like keyword-based and you in showing up for very specific queries or even specific questions that people had asked, you couldn't fully dial into that. And, and now I think as the platform has gotten more improved and it has evolved, I think we're seeing a lot more of that going into the platform. And that's great because when you can identify that specific intent, people who are looking for very specific questions and you can get your ad in front of them, obviously that's a winning combination. But to your point, how many people have that same problem? So there's obviously this trade-off there, but I think this long tail approach, if there's enough content aggregated and enough of these questions aggregated around certain themes, If you look at the sum of all of the page views that they're getting, I do think that there will be an opportunity as time goes on for this compounded effect to take place. I'm not going to lie. I'm on the Quora ads manager right now about to run a test for the MarTech podcast, (laughs) figuring out if I can get people to download the show by answering marketing questions. Um, Any other niche marketing channels that you suggest that are related to paid social? 
So Reddit is another interesting one. And this is the newest or the rawest of these emerging channels in that Reddit's fascinating because it's a community where people basically hate advertising. So it's pretty interesting juxtaposition to actually show ads in the first place to that community. And there's been some interesting development there as well. Like they've just recently announced some pretty cool new functionality. And I think that platform is ultimately going to become more of a self-serve performance marketing channel. Now, in terms of early testing that we've done, we've seen some successes. We have not seen anything just completely run away with scale. And again, that's really what we're after. We're looking for performance at scale. But that's another one that we have our eye on. My concern long-term with that platform is just the audience is so anti-advertising that it's hard to imagine that that would be a scalable channel for most advertisers. I, you'll be the first one to admit, I don't understand Reddit, how it is any different than a forum, right? It is basically a link collection and I am not a Reddit user and don't understand how to use it. And I know people have great marketing success on Reddit. It just seems like something that is pure hand-to-hand -hand combat getting links out there. And it's just fraught with some people that are saying some not nice things. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, we probably could have bucketed Reddit in a millennial show that we recorded because I think that there's a lot of overlap there. It's kind of like the wild, wild west. That platform is just... Why are they so angry? <laughs> So I think there's brand considerations there, right? Like if you know that you're going to be advertising on a platform where people hate advertising, you're asking for trouble. So again, I think that's going to be their challenge kind of longer term figuring out how to do that. I still think it's worth testing. And you're seeing a lot of brands, the scrappy, like a lot of startups and high growth companies have a lot of interest in targeting Reddit. But I think when you look at the larger brands, it'll be interesting to see if there's negative brand equity associated with being on Reddit. So just to recap some of the things that you said, you know, we're talking a little bit about some of the niche platforms. And I think a lot of these come down to if you're testing smaller platforms, you might be able to cobble together some efficiencies, but the scale on these platforms isn't quite there. And we talk about Pinterest has scale and Twitter has scale, but we haven't seen great conversion rates at scale on those platforms. And then some of the other smaller channels like Quora and Reddit make sense in some scenarios, but the platforms are still very much developing. So that's my takeaway from talking about the other bucket. And that wraps up Paid Social Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Soso Sazesh from Growth Pilots for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Soso's tips for building an effective paid social strategy, you can get in touch with him through the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can find his Twitter handle, which is Soso Sazesh, S-O-S-O-S-A-Z-S-H, or you could just visit his company's website, which is growthpilots.com. And if you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries and transcripts of all of our episodes. And if you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we built benjshap.com question, where you could submit your questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My personal handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we've got great episodes lined up for you next week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed on Monday morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.